piece of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of night pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What is up, guys? We are here, the Cinema Movie Podcast, here to talk about 2001's Donnie Darko. But guess what? I'm one of your hosts, Zach. I'm with my good friends, Ed. How's it going, folks? Craig? Craig he is... might not be able to hear us yet. Yeah, that's all right. Craig will be here momentarily, just getting home from work. But uh, let's start off with it, just, you know, general thoughts general uh how's everybody doing had a good weekend uh not too shabby i'm i'm kind of watching a, a place over at work so not too shabby getting to uh be a big boy for a month so not too yeah. shabby you're a big boy now is what you're telling the crowd i'm a big boy <laughs> you know uh yeah <laughs> not too shabby um yeah, the weekend was good, man. Uh, we got some warmer weather. We don't have ice or snow Finally. or real cold weather. Finally. So that's nice. How was yours? It was pretty good, man. It was kind of a laid back week. Uh, went and saw a movie, which I'll, we'll talk about here in recent watches here in a little bit. Um, tomorrow's my 31st birthday, man. It's kind of hard to believe. Hmm, you know, 31, man. You and Craig it's not are that so big young. of a deal, but uh, hey, listen, what are you going to be in May, fool? Oh, I said young. I didn't say old. No, old but... <laughs> In all seriousness, though, we have a great show for you guys today. Uh, we're talking, Ed, one of your favorite movies. I think you've been trying to get this movie on Correct. the podcast for a long time. Yeah, I think a year and a half, two years, because I was just like, dude, this is like, like literally my favorite movie, so... <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into it. Um... <clears throat> Craig, you still with Greg, Craig? You here with us? Yeah, I am here. Oh, oh, how's how's your week, man? Oh, my week has been busy. I have attended five birthdays. Three? I've had <laughs> one birthday of my own for my daughter. There you go. So just been busy hanging out with her and everybody else, and getting getting all that going. Awesome, awesome. I remember you telling us like last couple of years like it's february is just a hectic, hectic month i think you have a birthday every week or something like that i there's 12 birthdays in a span of three weeks oh wow and, and it's all immediate family brothers uh daughters father-in-law grandmothers it's a lot so my birthday doesn't count mine's tomorrow well that's what i'm saying like well immediate <laughs> family. So that's 13. yeah yeah 13 man cmp family <laughs> Well, guys, let's get into it. Um, you guys have any recent watches you guys want to talk about, whether it be movies, television, played any games, anything like that? Ed, you want to go? Mainly, I've uh, been watching The Office. Uh, I've been watching it for a couple weeks now. Uh, my wife has never seen it at all. And like now she's cried like seven or eight times, I think. Um, now she's like half addicted to it just because... Yeah, this will be my third watch, uh, full watch for that matter. Uh, I think we are on season seven now, if I'm not mistaken. 
So wow, you guys are just going through it. We're watching quite a few episodes. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, Craig, what about you? Anything you want to mention? Yeah. So we actually watched, uh, we've been waiting on it. Me and me and my daughter, uh, Lyle, Lyle crocodile. Oh yeah. It came out over the weekend on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we wanted to go see it in theaters, uh, but we just never were able to get around to it. It, it was Sony shot it. I mean, it's, the camera quality is very good. It just doesn't look right with those Sony those Sony cameras. Um, but other than that, um, enjoyed Sean Mendez as the crocodile. Some of the other cast felt a little off, um, mm. but overall, it was a good good movie. Great movie for her. And good. then um, just uh, watching The Last of Us. Man, I, I poked on The Last of Us, dude. It's it's great. Where would you rank that in the Pixar scale? You know. Like the Pixar spectrum, where would you rank it? Like, is it Toy Story or is it just like what? Wow, wow, yeah. It's not a Pixar, it's not a Pixar movie. Yeah, no, not- I know, but I'm saying, oh, like, like, like as kids in movies. Pixar, you know, like oh. uh, <laughs> it's it's low. low. <laughs> it's not Pixar quality. I'll tell you that it's not Pixar. Fair enough. Okay, so not you. not even on the on the it's, at all. When I'm going to think about Pixar movies, you know. It's. I can't even think of one that I would choose to put under it. You know what I mean? Like that's. I and I also I think that's just the standard of, of Pixar movies. I don't think that's you know that's necessarily saying that the movie is bad. It's just uh, Pixar is just, just so good. A standard. Yeah. yeah, it's a different. It's a different type of film, especially sure, with yeah. kids' films. So, yeah, I agree, man. Uh, the Last of Us. It just. It's just one of those shows that, like, I, Ed, have you got a chance to watch it yet? Not yet. Uh, with The Office, we haven't. Or I haven't. I don't know about you, Craig, but it's just, I enjoy television again. Like, I look forward to Sundays and seeing the new episodes. Yeah, it, you know, it's... Oh, okay. And I feel like this is something that HBO specifically is doing very well. Yes. They, they have brought back... Not brought back, but these last couple shows i mean house of the dragon or house of dragon um last of us i think they're coming out with another one that they're doing these shows right and they're doing them justice they're not just putting them out for content because they have subscribers yeah. they're putting them out because they want to tell the story exactly and, and it's that's the difference it's not for content it's not to please subscribers it's because they have a vision and they want to put it out there yeah, and the best thing about it, is, Ed, I think you would like it because it's from the one of the creators of Chernobyl, which I think you really enjoyed that. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and it, and the best thing about it is, I know it's a video game adaptation, but you don't even have to play the video game. It's such a fun, um, very intense show that you know you can like. I think Craig, you said that you haven't played the game, but you kind of get a general sense of where this is going. I started playing it. Like, oh, after, nice. After episode two, I, I dove in for a little bit. Um, but yeah, the show does such a great job of um, giving you like a brief 10 minute introduction to what this show is going to be about. And then it's off and running. Yeah. And uh, it's tremendous job on, on, on telling the story. Absolutely. Cool. I think the new episode, because of the Super Bowl, they didn't want to compete. I think it airs this Friday, actually, instead of Sunday. Of so. Friday. Uh, do, oh, speaking of, did you watch um, the Pro Bowl, Craig? Or I, did you get a chance? No. <laughs> NFC no. took it. Nope. Not, I, not by much. 
<laughs> Look, I'll put it this way. Even if I wasn't busy, I wasn't checking out the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Fair. Um, I guess any predictions? Who's going to win, Chiefs or uh, Eagles? I'm going with Eagles. Eagles? I, I've been feeling Chiefs. Um, I just, hey, I what you feel like, is what you feel. I, I feel like, but now I'm like, you know what? I think the Eagles are the, the more all-around team. I just mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if Patrick Mahomes comes out and pulls something miraculous in the fourth quarter or something. Yeah, it, it's Fair. either way for that matter. This is kind of a a team a, a a game that can go either way for that matter. The Eagles, you know, have been dominant on offense. Defense has been one of the best around easily this year. Uh, but like you just said, Patrick Mahomes, that that dude is a he can do miracles, man. Well, he's a one-man walking Madden character. Like, the guy can be inches above the ground and throw a perfect spiral 45 yards out of nowhere. You know, and then, I mean, he, he doesn't have, say, like a Tyreek Hill anymore at the moment, but his receiver group is still very, very good. And then the defense isn't something to be ashamed of either. Like, no. you know, but I I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I think the Cowboys' defense is a better defense than the Chiefs have. Yeah. And the Eagles have been beat by them once and have beaten them once. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, the Chiefs, I mean, I'm a Broncos guy, so, you know, the, there's that. But the Broncos have almost come to beat the uh, uh, Chiefs this year. Uh, yeah. Very close games. You know, they still got beat, but it, it wasn't that by Off. a big margin. So. Yeah, uh, I'll say this. Um, the Eagles' defense really showed out last week against the Niners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the edges put a lot of pressure on uh, Brock Purdy for the time he was out there and then the backups mm-hmm. the rest of the way. But there's just something about having that connection that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have. Yeah. For, yep. for the moments like the Super Bowl, you have to have somebody who's on the same wavelength as you every single time you're out on the field. Oh, yeah. That's something that Travis Kelsey yeah. and Patrick Mahomes have. And, you know, that's just it, – it's something that, like, X's and O's are going to be – you're the two best teams in the league. Yeah, so, right. of course, the X's right. and O's be pretty much – pretty much, you know, the uh, But it's that connection that I don't think Jalen Hurts has quite as well with – his receiving core that them two do specifically. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is like the Kelsey brothers are basically going against each other. And they said the only one that's going to be winning is the mother. Cause they're going to, she's going to have a son that wins a super bowl. So yeah, there's a petition out there to uh, a petition yesterday had a hundred thousand people signing for her to do the coin toss. Yeah. That'd be funny. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, Super Bowl on Sunday will obviously, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top. Um, my recent watches, I watched, uh, just trying to get through a couple more 2022 movies before we do our top five plus five of the year. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which was an excellent, really good animated film. I understand why it's winning all the animated awards. Um, went and saw Knock at the Cabin and not Shyamalan's new movie. Very decent, honestly. The cinematography and Batista, he, he was actually very, very good in this, to be honest. Um, I put it, you know, probably below Signs and Split, but probably in the top three, top five of the, his career. 
Huh. Um, and then on Peacock, uh, Devotion, the Jonathan Majors, Glenn Powell, like war movie, the uh, fighter pilot. Very, very good. I highly, highly recommend that. And uh, she said the Harvey Weinstein about the, the two reporters that kind of broke the case about Miramax and Wein- the Weinstein situation. Hmm. So, so check out Devotion, she said, on Peacock and Knock at the Cabin in the Theaters. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to finally sit down and watch Devotion. I, I had a chance to watch it um, a week or so ago, mm-hmm. but it, it, I want it on the biggest screen with the biggest sound system that I have. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like yeah. it's going to be one of those movies. That I mean, truthfully, man, when I was over, I was like, I was sad that I didn't get to see that in the theater. That would have been a really cool experience. And, and it wasn't in the theaters for that long. No. You would think I mean, with Jonathan Majors and the guy from Top Gun, it would be in there a little bit longer, but it wasn't. I mean, it came out during Thanksgiving weekend when like 80 movies come out and, you know, people want to go see it. Yeah. Black Panther was still out and it was smushed in between Black Panther and Avatar. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, but Ed... You want to talk about social media, how you can reach out to us if you would like? Uh, man, you've got tons of ways to get to us. Uh, we are on Spotify, the easiest way to get to us. I promise you, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Uh, C-I-N-E-M-E-N Movie Podcast. Facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Instagram forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Twitter slash Cinnamon 405. Email us at cinnamon921 at gmail.com. Man, if you can't reach us, you're not trying. Okay, so we take requests. We take different things in the notes. We want you to go ahead and interact with us because we love that interaction. Uh, currently is, it it is stopped for just a little bit, but it does not mean we do not get y'all's, you know, emails or anything like that, or it does not mean that we don't look forward to every one of you without that, without y'all, you specifically, it wouldn't be as fun. I mean, in all honesty, this guy makes it fun. That guy makes it fun. And the other dude makes it fun too for me. But it's it's kind of you know hearing y'all's thoughts on this stuff. So yeah, keep pushing out and heck, comment over here. You know, help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to, I, I totally agree with you, Ed. I mean, we love our the interaction with our fans, and our listeners. We we probably won't do mailbag this month just because of just some things that came up, and it's just kind of a crazy month for everybody. Personal but business, please. You know. Yeah, please keep sending them every movie we do. You want to talk about the Super Bowl? You want to talk about recent watches? Oh, yeah. Please let us let us know. Yeah, kick your Super Bowl predictions in. You know, I mean, there's one week until one week. You've got a whole week to message us and say, "Yo, Chiefs are smacking Eagles, or Eagles exactly. are going and grabbing everybody up." It doesn't matter. Go exactly. ahead and let us know. All right, guys, dear listeners, it is time. It is time to talk about one of Ed's favorite movies. We're talking about Donnie Darko from 2001. Had a release date of October. That looks familiar. It technically had it. It was introduced at Sundance, January the 19th, but it was actually released theatrically October the 26th with an all-star cast that includes Jake Gyllenhaal, Jenna Malone, Maggie Gyllenhaal, James Duvall, Drew Barrymore, Mary McDonald, Catherine Ross, Patrick Sweezy, and Noah Weil. Currently, this film is 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8 out of 10 on IMDb, and a 92% Google user liking. Let's get into it, guys. Uh, Ed, I want to start with you because, you know, like you, like I said on the sh- top of the show, we, you've been trying to get 
to do this movie for a long time, probably since the podcast started, to be honest. And um, uh, you remember the first time you watched it and compared to this new or this last oh. watching it? Uh, probably oh three, oh four, somewhere around there. Uh, it was on DVD. I know that for that matter. I liked the cover. I thought it was cool. Um, so there's that part. Uh, but I, I, I think it was because of teenage angst that I really found this movie and really kind of wanted to watch it and fell in love with it. Uh, over time, uh, I've realized how much of a beautiful, tragic, and just wonderful film this has become. Um, mm. And I mean, with Jake Gyllenhaal, I think he does a very, very good performance. You know, you got Seth Rogen, if I'm not mistaken, in yeah. like his first film. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Swayze, Drew Barrymore. You know, like back then, I could care less about Patrick Swayze and Drew Barrymore. Don't get me wrong, wonderful actors. But at the time, I wasn't thinking about them. I didn't even right. know Maggie Gyllenhaal was his actual little sister. Yeah. I was just like, dude, it's the dude from Bubble Boy. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. what is this? You know, so... Yeah. Yeah, man, um, compared to now, um, nostalgia feeling, but at the same time, kind of like, I love the time, uh, the time aspect of it now, um, especially the a kind of investigation in a way, as well as the psychological thriller that I guess it is. Um, yeah. it, it's an awesome movie. I, I personally, I love it. I mean, whether you hate it, whether you love it, I don't care. It's cool. Um that's your opinion 100% but i love this movie yeah for me um this is kind of it was kind of a tricky film um and ultimately you know we'll we'll get into it but it's a film that i think had such a high expectation going in cuz i've heard i just heard so much about it and i'm pretty sure i saw it before this but the first time i actually remember seeing it in in its entirety was in a in a college psychology class we did like a psychology in the media and we took the professor took different disorders and psychological problems and matched up a film with it and this one was for schizophrenia mm -hmm. so i watched this movie through the eyes of that and it's actually very entertaining mm -hmm. and kind of mysterious in different ways but as a as a film as a overall i wouldn't say it's you know i'm not on the same level as you ed but you know i totally i, I agree it's an interesting film Oh yeah. Uh, what, what about you, Craig? Uh, yeah. So the first time I I saw the cover of this movie, um, of course, <laughs> I, was, draws. I, I was in elementary school, um, and a friend of mine, his brother, had the movie, and I was just like, "Yo, that looks like a creepy movie," and he was all about it. Um, fast forward to like 2010. 2011 i actually sat down and watched it uh johnny had talked about it and i was like you know what it looks like one of those movies that i i, I might like mm -hmm. um first initial watch i was just kind of like okay this is weird but it was intriguing <laughs> um yeah. second watch i was just like the just the way it was shot the way that it was told the i, I just Personally, I love everything about this movie. Um, I, I I do like like Ed said the the kind of feeling that they dive in through for Jake Gyllenhaal's character, um, mm. the relationships that he goes through, the just the I feel like this movie has one 
it tells one story, but along the way, there's so many different branches of, of, of what you can p- take pieces from uh, oh, yeah. in this movie that you can always find something new when you watch it. And, you know, something that's something that we kind of break down with where it's like, you know, we saw Glass Onion and there's really not much that you could go back and, and find when you watch it again. But with, with Darnie Darko, there's always something new. You know, you, you can yeah. enjoy it for the original story that they're trying to tell. You can enjoy it for the side plots that they that they talk about the music, the, the, it's just beautifully shot. In my opinion, the, the movie as a whole is, is really good. Even the nineties slang that they use, man. Yeah. You know, cause you don't hear people, no duh, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. things today, just those little quips. Yeah. It's very of its time, but I think, and what's interesting is that when the movie started and it showed like the production studios, I don't know about you guys, but I thought this has A24 written all over it. Like yeah. this could have been like the original A24 Predecessor. movie. Yeah. Man, I mean, okay, so you've got this kid that essentially is, you know, just sleepwalking. And I slept walked a lot when I was a kid. I, I, I did. And, you know, I can relate to a few things that he goes through. Um, just it's little like things like that. Exactly. You know, I had a, I, mine was named Jim Bob. You know, Bob. he was ten feet tall. No, I'm I'm kidding about all of that. Um, but no, I slept long, so I thought that was interesting, and I was like, oh, okay. So I'm not fully alone, but this guy's kind of borderline psychotic. So it's just like, do I really want to connect myself to this guy? And it's kind of because, yeah. like what Craig said, you've got the different stories that are told, except for the main branch. It's like. It's, Forgive me, I know I'm probably going to get hate for this, but Skyrim in a way. Because you've got the main bridge of Skyrim, but you can go over and pick Patrick Swayze out, and you can see his fear and love, you know, kind of thing, and get to understand. And even, okay, so when he was on the golf course, and then Patrick Swayze and uh, the other guy from uh, Donnie Darko's neighborhood is looking down at him, and he's like, hey, that's uh, that's, that's Darko's kid. That's Donnie Darko. Doesn't mm-hmm. remember his name at all. Doesn't care. You know, my name's Gerald. Like, Gerald. you know, or and, you can. Oh, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I was just going to say that's. And I think that's what this movie succeeds at the most is just this constant battle between. Is it, is he schizophrenic? Is it, a, is he a paranoid schizophrenic that, you know, is dealing with these hallucinations or is there something more going on? Is there something like a, a warning at some point, which is basically what it is. And see, like, I like to look into theories of movies or theories of shows for that matter. And I don't know if either of y'all have heard this. Craig, you might have. But the theory of, you know, of course, time travel's talked about this, you know. But they're saying it's even more because, I mean, as you know, there it, it dates, you know, October 2nd is the first time and the end of the world is supposed to come on October 30th, you know, and he dates, you know, 28. Uh, days 46 uh what is it 28 Tw- days 46 28, minutes 28 days six hours 42 minutes and 12 seconds you know and all that and it's just like okay you know i'd be i'd kind of like look at it and say how why you know wh- what's happening but at the same time people are like okay look at it like this this and i know this is going to be kind of whatever but think of it in a what is that? The in-game kind of thing, you know, the time travel of in-game. Yeah. This is a section kind of like the, uh, kind of like oh, branching the time off. Branches? Oh, the branching yes. of the time timeline. Yeah. 
Yes, because this he was supposed to die. You know, yeah. he was supposed to die. So literally when he didn't, when Frank intervened and made him sleepwalk all the way to the golf course, it intervened and it created a different time jump or time branch or whatever you want to call it. And that time branch leads to so many different other little seeds being dropped and all that. But to fix that time branch, to make that time branch go back in with the tree in this metaphor, you have to go ahead and get Donnie to go back and die, essentially. And people are like, the black hole is going to kill the original tree. It's the branch that is severed off that he's in because when you when we get to this universe, I'm going to use it's the eye with the the symbol or the mask in his uh, area or in his uh, black area in his eye, and that's what starts this off because you get that creepy, eerie music at first for a little bit. You get the yeah. eye and it expands very largely. It you know, and it's just off to the races after that, and different little weird things happen, you know, such as the bathroom talks with Frank for that matter, where he can't go beyond a, 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 an invisible force barrier. Yeah. You know, exactly, a force field. You know, and he's even trying at one point to stab the force field to see if it'll break at any point or if something different can go ahead and interact. And even right. throughout part of the film, it says that water and metal are the ways to time travel, apparently, are the tools for time traveling. And it doesn't explain what metal does, but it explains that water is like a barrier in between two voyages, or yeah. in between a tangent voyage. I'm sorry. And well, it, it, it's it, to me, it's like it's just the same thing as the mirror that Patrick Swayze's Jim character keeps talking about. You know, to go through the mirror, you need to look through the mirror, not just look at, but look through the mirror. And right. it's also, it, it's kind of like he's talking about the story and knows about it, but of course he doesn't. But even the therapist is just like, dude's seeing shit. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what to do for him other than yeah. up his dosage. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, maybe that's not it. What do you think, Craig? Do you, do you enjoy like the, is it, is it not, or, or like the overall like, twist of it i guess is you know it really is yeah i mean like 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 ed said i there's so many different kind of things that people think this movie is kind of pointing to and talking about and you can mm -hmm. dive in so many different ways with um how you want to interpret this movie i'm still i i i wasn't able to get a a a uh recent watch for this due to all the stuff I had going this week, but I, I still wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just like every time you watch it, you can go in and, and pick something else out and be like, you know, maybe it's actually talking about this. Maybe mm -hmm. it's talking about that. And like, that's, that's what's so intriguing about it is you get new ideas every time you watch it. You're not going in, you're like, oh, I've seen this movie ten times, but I really enjoy it. It's like, yeah, you're 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 locked in because it, you can still find new pieces. You can get a different interpretation each time. Like on this time, I didn't realize that J Jake Gyllenhaal and all his friends are actually going to. I guess is it a Christian school or like or a Catholic school or something like it's, that? It's a private school for sure. Uh, I don't remember if they stated that it's a 
specific religious school or anything like that. But I think it, I think it's just a private school. But I I didn't realize how much I don't want to say religion, but like spirituality played in this movie, especially with the yeah. gym teacher. Like you know, you have the scene where you know he's trying to get she's trying to get Jake Gyllenhaal to do fear or love, and it's just like it's not that complicated. There's different aspects to life. It's not yeah. just a, a it, it's on this scale. Or it's not just that simple. It's way more complicated than that, yeah. for that matter. You can't just say black and white, and that's all there is. Yeah, It's so much gray matter through it that it's not even funny, you know? I mean, yeah, if if the kid Ling Ling returns the wallet and doesn't steal the money, that is the better thing, and she may or may not get a, a, a tip or, you know, a reward. But at the same time, they could be like, thanks, kid. Get out exactly. of my face, you know, exactly. kind of thing. Or maybe it's a person yeah. that is a child kidnapper. I don't know. You know? And, and I think a lot of people, more so now than back in the day, just more people are are, are willing to talk about things they feel and things they see. And, and and I think, you know, in this movie, everybody just seems to be so, gla- you know, kind of glazed over and they're okay with the normal. They're okay with everything going on. Whereas he's just like, questioning every single thing like why are you teaching me love you know it's only these two paths when clearly yeah. there's a range of emotions that you can be choosing from in your day-to-day interactions yeah well, i think a lot of it has to deal kind of like with what i said earlier teenage angst but at the same time trying to figure out life for yourself because yeah. all of us have gone through that at one point in time maybe we still are for that matter you know, because whether you believe in what you believe in or whether you believe in what Sally and James believe in, that's cool. But at the same time, who are you is what you need to figure out. But I mean, with this movie, you know, I, I feel kind of like the gym teacher pushed the, uh, the oh, what did they call it? The seminar stuff on the kids too much. And oh, I'd be kind of be like, yeah. why, why? Yeah. Yes, yes. Why, why is this you know necessary to your course? Why aren't they doing things? Why aren't they up playing kickball or yeah. volleyball or basketball or something? You know, running and suicides. Then, and and that's the thing because it's just like Patrick Swayze in this movie. I you know he's I'm creepy. Not gonna, he, he's very creepy, and it's always and I don't want <laughs> I don't want this to come off as bad, but like those type of people that are like in this like not all of them, but you know the select few that are into spirituality or trying to promote something, they always have a dark secret, you know, well, like, like with him or in child pornography or anything like that. I, I, so I, I think, you know, it, again, it's all interpretation. Who knows what the director was trying to put across. Maybe he feels like that's what everybody feels, but I, my interpretation is there's always going to be wolves dressed up as sheep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Every, there's always going to be somebody impersonating somebody, specifically people in the church, because they they know that it's an easy way to um, shield themselves from what they have, and it's right. it, it sucks that they're they're choosing that path. But you know, I I don't want to get too deep into what I believe and what I feel, but it's just it's an easy way for them to kind of cloak all of their their things. They're not really people of the church. They're just yeah. using it to kind of shadow what they really are. Exactly. 
Which, I mean, a lot of this is not really what it is or not really what they want them to take, to be perceived as, for that matter. Because, I mean, the the gym teacher is, you know, using the book. And, I mean, essentially she is correct with that, with, with, I forget what it is, whatever book it was. But uh, the book that told about the kids breaking into the house and destroying it from oh. the inside out and all that. Yeah, Essentially, she's correct. The, the Destructors. That's what it's called, The Destructors. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, literally, you know, I, I don't know if Frank used it as that or if that was meant to mirror that. But it is essentially what happened. You know, right. to where, you know, the, the biggest thing that was a difference was the uh, axe in the... Uh, statue, yeah, but you know, I mean, you you've got different things of different ways of thinking about it because I mean, even in the grandma death's uh story, you know, mm-hmm. when she comes up to him and goes, "All creatures on Earth will die alone," you know, it was I, I tried to hear it and it didn't truly sound like that, but it did to a degree. You, you definitely hear her talk about uh, dying alone, but it's the first part you can't hear very well. Well, it's almost like a premonition because I didn't even think about that while watching it. It's pretty. It's a premonition of that's his fate. By the end of the movie, you kind of figure out what's going on. And when he's sitting in his bed and then the, the jet engine crashes the through the room, it's just like, oh, okay, so that makes sense. There's a lot of, I will say, the movie does a very good job of setting up the threads that really ha- that pay off throughout different at different points. It layers quite a bit. It, yeah. it, it really does. Um, and very nicely, I might add. Uh, it, it tells a story, and it's just literally a calm onion, and then it starts to unfold and unravel, and it's... it kind of shows itself probably three quarters, like, I'd say between an hour 45, two hours. It's a way better glass onion. Yes. You're correct. <laughs> but, uh, you know, with, with this, you know, it, and I mean, you know, even talking about the ending, you know, he's essentially giving his life up for her. You yeah. Know, and so. that, and, and that to me, I want to get your guys' opinion about that. Was that, did he know going back in time? Well, did he know going back in time would save her or is it just automatically he like he woke up from all this? He was told that he was told that, you know, with this timeline, you weren't supposed to be here. You weren't supposed to be alive. You were not supposed to live. You were not supposed to meet. She was not supposed to be there and talk to you and see you and like you. She was supposed to go and do other things. And she was supposed to not be at that moment where she got killed. So mm-hmm. you not being there at that specific moment, going back to that time, would you, or would you not, you know, yeah. do you right. accept and keep the love you have for her and die alone? Or do you become selfish and choose her to die instead of you? Yeah. It's basically, you know, I, I think and, in different and, words, but put into the movie. Like it's, and that's, that's what I like about it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a beautiful it's, tragedy. Literally, it, it is, but it's 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 it dives deeper into the feeling of if you like, if humans had the capability of time travel, and you knew that you had two paths, like, are you going to be selfish and and take this route even though you know that she's going to die, or 
are you going to take the route that naturally you should have already died? Right. And, you know, she may not remember you. She may not do anything like, you know, but you, you still got to keep those memories, but she's going to continue on the path that was destined for her. You know, yeah. it's just, it's kind of, it's just, it's deep. You know, it when, is. You, when you dig into it, it's deep. It's a very deep. <laughs> In a weird way, I mean, and this is kind of a, more of a joke than anything else. This is kind of like a, a non-graphic version of Final Destination <laughs> in a way. Not without the, you know. In a, in a way, more, yeah. Like, in a more psychological approach of it. You know, because I mean, dude, I think that would be one of the scariest things. Literally just wake up one day, sleepwalk, get woken up, and literally a six-foot dark bunnies just standing there and you know it's some guy in a costume you know that but you don't know who and i mean you know if we get to listen to the parents conversation about a guy named frank that died back in high school going to prom and it's kind of like okay was is this frank like the frank yeah or you know i mean is it just a coincidence on that you know i will say I will say that the costume, the bunny costume is genuinely creepy. Like, you know, if you watch this movie oh, like yeah. in a dark room and it just randomly shows up, you're just like, oh, damn. Well, <laughs> you know? look at look at the freaking thing right here. Look at this mask above the name Donnie Darko. That thing is legitimate. Right I mean, yeah, yeah, that thing's legitimately creepy. Cre- it's kind very of very disturbed. You know, if you even look at the character right there as well above Donnie, it's a very strange thing because it's simple. But the mask is what makes it. Yeah. And big teeth. The yeah. big teeth. The honestly, I'm gonna say it makes it creepier because it's got human like teeth. Yeah. And yeah. Just how big the eyes are, the ears, and then the decrepitness of it. Well, and that's in, in like if you if you look at the middle picture of like the mask itself, it looks honestly, it looks kind of demonic in, in a way. No, for sure on that. And I mean Maybe that's even part of the Antichrist uh, little quip he had towards Cunningham, for that matter. Jim Cunningham. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, Frank is a huge part of this, but at the same time, isn't. Because I like the one of the funniest scenes, I think, and it's kind of funny in a weird way, but it's it's dark humor i guess is the movie the theater scene where they're just yeah. watching a movie and watching frank's people just, dead. <laughs> yeah and frank's just sitting there messing with him is if i'm not mistaken that's the first time he takes the mask off isn't it yeah, or was it, it is. that's what i thought and then you see you know oh my the god bowl. and and that's the, something i like i didn't i don't understand how we got to that character because i guess it's it's elizabeth's boyfriend his sister's boyfriend right that's that's what I read. Huh. Like I didn't I really didn't know who that character was supposed to represent until after Gretchen's death and it's revealed that way. But like I don't I guess I don't understand like how that character was chosen to be in the bunny in the bunny outfit, I guess is my question. It's not really explained, I guess. Uh another thing you can find out when you rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Uh, it is revealed that Frank is Donnie's elder sister's boyfriend who, while out on a beer run, accidentally runs over Donnie's girlfriend, Gretchen, 
Upon yeah. the side of this, he is shot in the eye by Donnie to avenge the death of Gretchen. So, yeah, basically he was the one who killed Gretchen, you know, maybe by accident and all that, but nonetheless, you know. Oh, in in that alternate reality that he's trying to tell him to go away from. Yeah. Uh, okay. so, literally... so not only not only if Donnie dies naturally in the way he's supposed to, is Gretchen still alive, but the boyfriend is still alive because he doesn't get shot by Donnie. Yep. Okay. You know, he can have his merry beer run and chill from there. <laughs> yeah. Um, was this your guys' first time seeing or knowing who Jake Gyllenhaal was? It, it This wasn't for me. I mean, he actually did. You, you made a joke earlier, Ed, but this they came out the same year as Bubble Boy, actually. But I didn't see Jake Gyllenhaal until the day after tomorrow. So that was like my first experience with him. I think Bubble Boy was mine. I, okay. I do think Bubble Boy was mine. And I think that was more like 02 or 03. This might have been either 03 or 04 for me. Yeah. And then day after tomorrow... It was 2004, was, 2005. I think 05. When well, I it came out in 04, it. but like when you first saw it, it was probably 05. Yeah. What, what about you, Craig? Um, <laughs> kind of funny. Mine was not... This wasn't the first time I'd seen him because it was so late. Um, I think like the first big thing that I remember him in... Um, like you see him, you're like, oh, that's the guy that played Bubble Boy. That's the guy that... Yeah. Played, that's, uh, was Brokeback Mountain. Oh, oh okay. Just, yeah. like, okay. Like, oh, that, that guy. dude is massive, and he's been in this film, this film, this film. Darny Darko. Oh shit, that's the guy that I've been seeing for ten years. So yeah. And I mean, this guy. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think all of us can say he's you know not only a phenomenal actor, but he's he's been in some movies. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. um, even before Jarhead. Donnie Darko, Jarhead, October Sky, The Day After Tomorrow, Brokeback Mountain, dude, Zodiac, Jarhead. Oh my yeah. god! I, fig- I figured you. I figured you like that one, Ed. Well, it's Jarhead. Uh, this one, Southpaw. Oh my yep. god! Oh, Prisoners. We reviewed last year. End of Watch. You remember that movie Source Code, where he had to like yeah. it was kind of like the timeline thing. Oh. I, thought he, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, another time movie. And it's just, I mean, I've always liked Jake Gyllenhaal. So anytime he shows up, I'm. I'll pretty much watch anything. I thought it was interesting yeah. that in order to save money, they just hired his real sister Maggie to play the part. I did not know about that until probably 2013 or so. Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. I, I really didn't. You know, I was already grown basically by that time, and I was just like, "Huh." And to this day, funny enough, I've never seen S. Darko. To this day, I, I nope. thought about I, it. I, I was going to ask about that. Is that? I, I've never seen it either, but is that the little sister, Samantha? Yes. Is that her story? Yes. It, it is a is story she, about her. Is um, she traumatized by the same thing, or is it something different? Dude, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I know it's about her. <laughs> okay. As, as far as I know, I mean, she could go through the same thing. She could be going through PTSD from her brother dying. She could be mm-hmm. visited by Frank for it's kind like of the a, same things. It's like the, the Matrix reanimated or reanimation. Oh, like yeah. it's been it's out like since the same time as the movies, but you've never seen. No it. one cares. Yeah. <laughs> um. In two thousand one, I'm not two thousand one. Two, twenty twenty one. Uh. Dark director Richard Kelly said he did announce that he is working on a new sequel. So I don't know oh, if it's going to be shit. a requel that's like directly to the original film or what. But I guess there's he's in the process of making another one. Look at you! Heck yeah, man. 
Uh, so yeah, I might actually have. I mean, if that comes out when I hear about it, I might actually have a uh, reason to watch S. Darko. To be honest, yeah. I mean, not, nothing against it or anything like that, because I think Maggie Gyllenhaal does play in it, um, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I, I don't know. Just never, never got around to it, it man. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Craig. It's just like you know the reanimate and. And Matrix, you're just like, what? Why? Like, what? Why? Why would we do this? You know, well, like I've I've had time and time again to watch the, mm-hmm. the that, that movie, just like I've had time and time again to watch S. Darko, and I just haven't pulled the trigger. It slips. Yeah. Yeah. It just slips away. It's like, why would I watch S. Darko when I can just rewatch Donnie Darko? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, is there any other characters? I mean, outside of Donnie, I I also like um. I like Gretchen. I feel like there's not, we kind of get like a general sense of what her story is, but like I would have liked a little bit more interaction because I thought they, I thought they had good chemistry between Jake and Jenna Malone. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think they do do a pretty good job of kind of painting the picture of what her past has been. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe they could have spent another five five or six minutes on it um, and you would have been able to really see like her, her history. Yeah. Um, yeah I think just her and Jake um, were, were, were solid in it. Uh, yeah. you know, I'll, just, I'll go with them too. I'll say, I'll, I'll go on a limb and say Drew Barrymore's character who played, uh, pull her up, Karen uh, Pomery. She, I've had so many teachers and professors in my, you know, days of school and college that they, they've always tried to push like their questionable material. No, well, I don't want to say their agenda, but like questionable material to make you think outside the box of, you know, is this good? Is this bad? Like, what do you really think about that type, those type teachers? Yeah. I thought she played the part well, as little as she's in the movie. So, and then Patrick Swayze, I mean, I, we ju- we talked about doing a top five Patrick Swayze. I haven't seen enough of his movies to do that. I'm going to be honest. And so, I mean, I, I think he's good in here. You know, he plays a part of, like you said, Ed, like the, the douchey, scary looking dude who clearly has an agenda or whatever. It's just, he gives off that creep vibe, you know? And I mean, I don't, I don't think Patrick Swayze gives it off. It's the right. character he plays definitely does. It's the way the, it's the way the character's written. Kind of conundrum, but you know, but uh, yeah, man, it, it's kind of a funny thing. Um, I would say more the parents because they're almost oblivious, but at the same time, not because it's kind of like the the point where the mother goes and uh, is is talking to the father. And I mean, they're joking after a minute, you find out they're joking, but they're like, you know, there should be consequences for telling a woman to shove something up her ass, you know? And I mean, no, it's not a, it's not a fun thing, but it's or a great thing to say, but at the same time, like, look, take your opinion and shove it. Same thing. But then, you know, the father or the mother's like, well, maybe we should get a divorce, you know, kind of thing. And they start kind of laughing and smiling at each other. But it's almost yeah. like they give in to his debauchery and his 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 BS for that matter. Well, yeah, because of the therapeutic sessions as well as the medication he's on, it's almost like a uh, it's almost like a, 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 a get out of jail free card in a way. 
I kind of look at it as the opposite. I feel like the dad is he's the one that's oblivious. He's kind of going with like when he when Jake Gyllenhaal calls out the teacher and, you know, tells to shove the book up the butt and everything. He's laughing. He's not really he's not really being the father figure he should be. And I feel like the mother, she doesn't know how to take on that situation. I think she saves face more than anything. And I think the father is still kind of just like not oblivious. Maybe oblivious is the wrong word, but kind of aloof at some of the things. Uh, and I know that's he, still in the, you know. Did, what movie did we just go over where the dad was the same exact way? What movie was that? Uh God, because there was a movie where like the the father is so just nonchalant about everything, it, it, but this one it's almost like he he understands what it's like to be a teenage boy. He understands right those situations, so he's not going to take every, anything out of proportion because he's been there, done that. You know, he he knows the stupidity because I mean I'm sure all all three of us have done something kind of stupid, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, such as a prank or some you know dumb thing. I mean. I, I don't know if you ever knew about this, but me riding around in a trunk uh, on on that side of town, messing with people. I mean, it was it was stupid to do. It, it was funny, and looking back, it's still funny. But you can at the same do it. Time, you can't do it now. No. no. Uh, looking back, it was it was definitely stupid to do. But uh, was it was it Halloween four? Was that it? That was a while ago, but. Wasn't there a dad that was kind of oblivious about everything? I think that's the one, yeah. Because hmm. because we had talked about it in that movie where it's like everybody else is like aware of what's going on and they're, you know, just do it, trying to survive and they're just like, and I the don't know. Just like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. All right, guys, let's do a favorite scene. Is there Ed? You want to start off? Start us off. Is there a moment in the film that just kind of like says, "Yeah, this is why I like this film so much." Besides the whole uh, 120 minutes. I mean, honestly, man, it, it, it's funny about that, but I, I, I like I like the entire movie. It's it's hard to actually pick. I mean, I like the between... Uh, I was wrong, actually, just earlier. I looked it up, and Maggie is playing Elizabeth, the elder sister, mm. not, uh, not the Sam. youngest sister. Yeah. Correct. Um but either way, um, the interaction between those two, uh, the whole, you know, kind of investigation into who is doing what to the school and other things, the dude, I mean, honestly, it, it's kind of a, I'd say the last bit of it when he lays down and just is there. Except his fate, yeah. Just because of the gravity, the significance, and the meaning of that scene, uh, literally giving your life, like, I mean, don't wrong, you know, even, even, and I know this may get some flack, but this is a real saying, you know, saying I'd take a bullet for you is one thing, you know, saying I'd die for you is one thing, but even like Jared Leto's Joker goes, I don't want you to die for me, I want you to live, mm -hmm. like, that has a significance in a lot of different points because dying, I'm not saying is easy, but dying kind of gives everything up for you. Living is harder, but at the same time, knowing that you know everything about what just happened as well as 
they will not, I think is one of the hardest decisions to make. And I mean, not literally dying, but the decision itself is a hard thing to make because it's like, okay, if I give up my life, this person's going to be fine. This person should, you know, love someone else, have someone else's kids, grow up, grow old with someone else. You know, it's like that can, that whole giving up of giving up of that. So that, that would be mine. What about you, Craig? Um, I like the movie theater scene where they're all sitting there together. Um, and I like the the scene where he has the axe and you kind of see Frank behind him. Dude. And then, you know, he ends up on the golf course. Uh, just kind of those those scenes where it's like uh, the sleepwalking scenes. I'll go with that. The sleepwalking scenes. Yeah. I will say the cubic stairs used so much in this. It's not even funny. The kind of top down and just yeah. looking forward. It's used he, yeah. a lot. When he's kind of just sitting there and then he's starts zoning laughing. out. Yeah. 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 I'll say I think the strongest points of these film this film is the the thriller aspects, whether it be especially with Frank, where he's just like you said, Ed, where he's just doing the stare and he's kind of stabbing the force field. It's like, why are you wearing a stupid mask? You know, it's just just like the overall genuinely creep, creepiness of like the situation. That exchange of lines right there is probably my favorite dialogue in this entire movie. Why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit? Why are you wearing yeah. that stupid man suit? Like, I yeah. mean, I know it's, it's not. Yeah, it's it's, but it's 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 deep, but it's just it's just hysterical the way that the way he says it. The the delivery is great. Yeah, but um, and I'll say you know with him and Gretchen, those scenes I think they really stand out, and I I could have used more more of that um in the movie. So, uh, do y'all have any favorite song for that matter? Uh. I, I don't. What about you, Craig? Isn't what's the one um, the most famous one from it? Mad World. Yes, I mean that one's good, but there's just they're all like good in the parts that they're used in the film. So mm-hmm. I'll say that. I just think that the the direction and the tone of the music that they used for the film uh, was all very fitting. Yeah fair yeah all right all right guys moment of truth i i think i have a good idea of what this movie is going to get but uh star rating uh craig we'll start with you uh i, I do love this movie uh but i don't think it is perfect so i'm gonna go nine zach you there did we lose you? Zach glitched out. Uh-oh. Zachy. All right, Ed. What about you? Man, I I agree 100% with you. Uh, th- there's a few things that could have probably been better. Oh, there he is. I'm sorry, Craig. What did what, you give it? I'm sorry. I cut out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I... I love the movie. I think there's a lot of great things in the movie. I just don't think it's a perfect movie, so I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. How about you, Ed? Uh, same thing. I, I would give it a nine. It's definitely not perfect. Being one of my favorite movies, personally, I'm giving it a ten, but at the same time, you know, kind of understanding how a film goes together and all that good stuff, I, I'm going to say a nine officially, 
just because I know there's probably some things that could have been a little more worked out. Uh, yeah. Doesn't 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 let it go away from my favorite movie though. So, but but at that. the same time, this movie having its rough moments also sort of helps it. Adds to its character. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. Um. All right. All right I guess I'll be I'll be the jerk in the in the group. Um. I'm I'm gonna give it a seven. It, it's not because it's a bad movie or anything like that. It's a film that like. I think it's really well made. The performances are very good. The psychological drama is very engaging. It's just not, it's not a film that I want to go back to. Like, to be honest, I haven't last time I saw this was almost 10 years ago, to be completely honest. So um, when he said, we, when he said you wanted to do it, I was just like, all right, you know, we'll give it, we'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll watch it again. But I, it, I will say, I will say this because it's been so long, it worked a little bit more in my favor because like when the actual explosion happened in the house, when it, when the jet engine, it got me, like I actually jumped in my seat while I was watching it. So dude, I know I forgot how that actually went for that matter. The sound, the sound design of it really, really worked. Yep. So yeah, uh, nine, 10, nine for Ed and I'm gonna give it a seven. So that's our review of Donnie Darko. And does it finally feel good to finally talk about this movie? If it does about one of my favorites for that matter, for sure. Um, it, it's kind of a cool thing just to get to know other people's aspects of it, whether they really like it as well, whether they like it decently and find it intriguing or whatever. You know, hey, give it a shot. That's all I ask and I, go from there. I, I think this is one of those movies from the early 2000s that... It's just like it flew under the radar so significantly, yeah. That it, it when you finally get around to watching it, wherever you are, whether it was ten years, eleven years, whatever later for me, um, you know, could be twenty years for people who just watched it now. Uh, it, it's it's a movie where you're gonna either gonna really enjoy it. And it's going to be one of your favorite movies of all time just because of how much it makes you think and the kind of layers to it. Yeah. Or you're going to be like, you know what? It's it's good. It's creepy. It's, you know, it's going to be just kind of, you're going to be on like really high on it or you're going to give it about a seven. I, I don't think this yeah. movie is bad enough to where it, it's definitely for me. Like it, I, it, it's kind of 50 50. I get why people like it, but I don't get it. It's type, yeah, type, yeah. type thing. So let me ask you this. Do you think you made its money or do you think it f- like flopped basically did not make any, did not make its money back? I think the fact that this is such a huge cult film since its release, I, I would probably it'd be safe to assume that it didn't get its money back. So it was budgeted for $4.5 million. It made $7.5 million. So it oh, almost damn. doubled itself, but it's still technically a flop because S Darko made 10 million, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it did get its money back. Plus almost, like I said, almost doubling for that matter. One and a half million more and double, but, but it yeah, wasn't but, much. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the details, I guarantee you are, are. Oh yeah. Way more than S Darko. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Aftermath Absolutely. for sure. And yeah. S Darko, I think is a bit hard to find. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 
Well, guys, you know, we're still, we're going to wrap up here in a quick second. But just as a reminder, next week, guys, we're talking about Ghost, another Patrick Swayze movie. It's Valentine's Day, so let's do a romantic movie. I've never seen it. Have you guys ever seen it before? I have. Seen it. What? Have I've seen it a few times. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Like, everybody's like, oh, Patrick Swayze, Dirty Dancing. Yeah, Roadhouse, Roadhouse bro. Roadhouse. Yeah, I was just like, okay. I mean, I guess you know. I I will say this: uh, Dirty Dancing, or I'm sorry, oh my God, the friggin' uh, Ghost is kind of more famous or mostly famous for one scene in particular. The water scene. That's huh? The water scene? No, it's a pottery uh, scene. Oh, oh, oh where he's yeah, yeah. Oh, God. yeah. I want to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Greg, if you don't want to watch, what if he does the water bucket? <laughs> what is that? I mean, other uh, than parodies, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, there, I mean, there's other, quite a few. Other than uh, what's the one with uh, Ted Lasso and the- uh, Jennifer Aniston? Oh, the um, we're, like, the, we're, we're the Millers. Yeah. They do it in we're oh, the, Millers. Yeah. the Millers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you don't want to, I know you're not excited about that, Craig, but here in two weeks, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, we go back to the theaters to check out the latest Marvel movie. This and I then am. Ed, and then Ed, we're ending the month with one of your other favorite movies, The Princess Bride. That and an old friend has been requesting this for like two and a half, three years. Yeah, so we finally get to do that. Specifically, this old friend of mine said that I can't take you seriously until you do this movie. Literally. We're going to do it here in a couple weeks. So So I'm like... (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, Like like you said, any last Super Bowl picks? I think, Ed, you're going to go with the Chiefs? No, I'm going with with the Eagles. Oh, you're going with the Eagles? Uh, Craig, you're going with the Chiefs? Uh, uh, he's torn. He's torn. He's torn. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs. There it is. There it I'm, is. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs too. So I guess next Monday we'll find out who ultimately comes out on top. Yes, so. sir. All right, Ed. You got anything else to say for the final cough for the final nail for Donnie Darko? Man, uh, live your life. Don't, 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 don't live in fear and love. Just live your life. Fear and love you, is just yeah, <laughs> just a game. Just don't, aspects of life. Don't be a creepy weirdo. Yeah, fair. yeah, for sure <laughs> on that. Well, guys, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening in. Um, we'll be back next week with Ghost. And until then, have a safe, fun week. Take care of each other, and we will be back next week on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Bye, guys. Later.